This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is the Dumbbells, a personal fitness podcast where we, I'm Eugene Cordero. And me, I'm Ryan Stanger, have discussions and answer questions on all things health and fitness. This is solely based on our own working experience and a little bit of bro science. So please keep in mind that we're not and never claim to be doctors. No, just a couple of dumbbells. Love ourselves some fitness. Want to help you with yours. And the help can start right now. Here we are. Here we are, Eugene and me. Flying duo. We're flying duo because it's the middle of the summer. Yeah, dog days of summer. Dog days. It's the dog. Is that um, Florence and the Machine? Yeah, the dog days are here. And the dog days are gone. <laughs> I mean, we can also do. Wait, no. What? What's? What's the other dog day? Oh, well, dog. Dog day afternoon. Yeah, that's a yeah. Pacino movie. Pacino movie. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of dog issues. Yeah. That's um, where he talked different. That's when he was still high pitched Pacino. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and eventually then after Scent of a Woman, he went all grovelly. Grovelly, yeah. Yeah. And now he's kind of stuck in that. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy that he found his voice so late. (laughs) Yeah. And it's literally his voice. Yeah. Um, It just made like a change. You know, he's just like, he he won the Academy Award for that, and then now he's stuck in that. He became like, yeah. Yeah. Do you think he felt old after that, and that's what it was? I don't know. I don't know. Do you think that... In scent of a woman, that hua was in the script, or do you think he yeah. added that? Yeah, yeah, that improvised. Was yes, <laughs> I think that was like how he felt, so yeah. that's what it was. <laughs> so he added it in there to do it. Yeah. Do you remember that the uh, the the backstory as to how he got blind? I don't. He was like a he was a in the military, <laughs> and like he would do some show with another guy where they would toss a live grenade around. And like blew up in his oh face. Oh my god! That's the fucking backstory for that. And then the shrapnel got in his eyes. I guess I don't know. It's not. Uh-huh. It's not fully explained. But like uh, Chris O'Donnell goes with him to like his family's house for like uh, like the holiday like dinner or something. They all his family like hates him because he oh. like terrorizes them. And then uh, they're like, "Why don't you tell him? Did you ever tell him how you got blind?" And they're like, uh, "No, no, I'm not going to tell him." And then they like uh-huh. like his like like shitty brother was like. Uh, he, uh, the captain here, or what, I don't remember what his rank is, like to do a little show uh, with a live grenade. Man. It's, it's a weird, it's a very weird. <laughs> you think at some point somebody would be like, hey, how about a different. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Also, it's like to be that part in the movie where you have to do the crazy exposition <laughs> for everybody and, and sell it. And sell it. Yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah. It's, yeah. Especially like. It's already ridiculous enough doing that, but like you said, when it is crazy information oh, yeah. on top of that. Yeah. It's like uh, in any kind of like superhero movie or uh, well, even that one feels easier because it's like in that fancy world. But yeah. like one where it's like- You like, mean to tell me that the aliens feed on our fear? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or that's exactly like, what I'm telling it, you. That's exactly. Or like, yeah, uh, somehow um, 80 million years ago, there were- Two moons. Each of the moons broke off and had a mind of its own. Now that moon's coming back to haunt this earth. Yeah, this moon has agency is what I'm trying to tell you, and it has free will, and it does not like us. That's why there's been so many typhoons. Yeah. That's why there's been so many earthquakes. That moon's coming back to get us, and we don't know how to stop it. Yeah. I guess that's why we call this a bad moon rising. <laughs> All right, one more take, yeah, and we should be I feel set. Like we got it. I feel like we got it. This one's for fun. Yeah, have a fun run. Do love in the first Raiders of the Lost Ark where uh, the Ark of the Covenant, like they find out that the Nazis are looking for it. Yeah, and then he's an archaeologist that's excited. He's like a professor, so he's excited to explain to the government officials like what it is. Yeah, it's great. Like the 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 exposition works. Yes, you know. But yeah. Same with the first um, uh, Jurassic Park. Yes. All yeah. of that, like, uh, you know, once, once he gets into like, well, this is the, re- oh, this is the, re- they're excited. Yeah. Um, and then it's like that excited moment where science, they're like, oh, cause you used frogs. So they're able to, uh, oh yeah. But cool. Yeah. But cool. Yeah. They've got BD Wong playing uh Dr. Wu or something yeah. like that. Yeah. BD Who makes, Wong. he makes a heel turn in the, uh, Jurassic world. So funny. Yeah. <laughs> Can't re- he can't really handle it. I'm no. not going to lie. I, I hope he's not a listener of the dumbbells, but 
I don't know if he handled that turn well. Yeah, he's great as kind of like the geeky scientist. Yeah. I, I will say I saw him recently in Executive Decision. I rewatched that. Yeah. And he plays a fucking badass like Navy SEAL or something in that. And he's great? He's great, yeah. He's got like a flat top and like... Hey, man. Well, you know, B.D. Wong with a flat top, you already... You're yeah. thinking it's a different B.D. Wong. Yeah, yeah. It's different. That's B.D. Wright. <laughs> <laughs> That was the worst. Um, if having this flat top is right, then I don't want to be D Wong. <laughs> yeah, yes. something like that. Yeah, something in there. Um, there's something in there. We're not gonna we're not gonna flush it. Okay, it's up to that. you guys. Yeah. Somebody smarter yeah. than us can figure that out. I mean, yeah. A real doctor can figure it out. Yeah, write a letter. Uh, um, let us know. I did stop wearing uh, Abercrombie and Fitch clothes because they had a T-shirt that said Two Wongs Don't Make It White." Laundry service or something like that. Oh, really? Wow, and just I was like racist. Uh, racist, yeah. Jesus I was like, Christ. Yikes. This was all like, I think I was in after college and I was just remember seeing it. Or maybe I was in college and I'm like, well, there goes that thing. That whole, they seem kind of white supremacy, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. their catalogs and stuff. It's all sure. like weird German looking Aryan guys yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. like those guys would have no shirts when yeah. you walk in. Yeah, that was a weird that thing. That was a weird thing. Yeah. That was like guys were just wearing boxers and jeans and greeting you walking into Abercrombie. Yeah. Seems illegal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they don't do that anymore. No. Um, but yeah, that gross. Yeah. Um, anyways, I, I was with when I was in college, I was, I used to hang out with this guy and, uh, he's a buddy of mine. He's like a real super, super crazy, handsome guy. Like just strikingly handsome. Philip hit, uh, hitch. Fitch. Fitch. Philip Fitch. Yeah, that's him. Uh, Crazy handsome. And like uh, we were just like walking around. This is in the Bay Area. Maybe we're like San Francisco. And this uh, woman approached us and she was like a representative from Abercrombie and Fitch. And she uh, was like, you know, I represent. We're looking for people with the right look to work at the store. Um, and maybe do that. Or I think they kind of hired, you know, good looking kids or whatever to work there. And so she gave the information to him and then, but didn't give it to me. Oh (laughs) God. And and he was like, uh, he was such a nice guy. He was like, Oh, and for my friend. And she was like, Oh, you know, no. And he was like, great. So we'll just, uh, this is for both of us then it clearly like wasn't, but he would say, Hey, I got that information for us. And I was like, that's fine. I, I don't know if I want that job. Yeah. yeah. I'm also the right. I, I got it. I'm okay with myself. Yeah, the right yeah. is on the wall. <laughs> and, and you know what? I like my job at Subway. <laughs> I'll be a sandwich artist instead. Yeah. I'm, dude, I fucking love these gloves that I get to wear. They're weird. Like, two- did, you work, did you work in the service industry? Yeah. Yeah. I worked, um, I worked at a country club for years and years. Uh-huh. Lied, lied about my age. Ooh. Uh, and then, because you like, had to serve alcohol and stuff. And oh, so right, right, right. You had to was, be 18? Yeah. Said, said I was older than I was. I don't even know if I could drive yet. I was like 15. I'd oh, like, whoa. Fake it there. Uh, worked there. Um, was a fucking... An- I worked there as an animal. I would eat all the food. I would take... Like when I was like bussing dishes... I might have said this on the podcast before, but when I was bussing dishes... I would like take, you know, people left like some food on their plate. Like yeah. I fucking eat it. Yeah. And at first on your way back to like busing, like yeah, in, yeah, the, yeah. in the kitchen. Yeah. And at first, like I would like cut off where they had bitten, you know, like on steaks and <laughs> yeah. stuff. But then by the end I would just eat the whole thing. <laughs> a monster. Just a monster. Just eating, you know, just people eating people's garbage. Yeah. And then they used to keep desserts in the freezer and I would just like, oh, I got to get something out of the freezer and just like shove pieces of cheesecake <laughs> in my face. <laughs> They're like, where's Stanger? And I just like, you know, just like 10 pieces of cheesecake Ooh. in my face. <laughs> Shivering. Yeah. Shivering, but full. That, and then I would just like, uh, they, this is at a time, they do weddings and stuff there, so we work the weddings. Yeah. And this is at a time to where, before digital cameras, I'm dating myself here, um, aging myself and dating myself. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm not treating myself very good. Uh, they would put disposable cameras in the middle of each table. Right. So that people would take pictures yeah. and they get developed. they still developed. do that at weddings. Do they still do that? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It's kind of like a, you know. Uh, like a thing. A thing. Yeah. 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 So I would steal those cameras and take pictures of like my balls and stuff <laughs> <laughs> to nobody else's like benefit except my own, just as like a prank. That's such, I mean, if you it's like, like, that's like her, like assault. 
No, that's also like classic 16-year-old boy ideas. Yeah. yeah if yeah. you work there. Yes. God, that's so funny. Yeah. So I was, the hope was that they would get, you know, all their friends and then there'd just be a picture of my nutsack in there. Yeah. Uh, really hilarious. Great wedding. Uh, what about you? You work in the service industry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked, uh, I was um, like a short order cook at my dad's bar. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you cooked a little bit? Mm-hmm. I cooked a little bit. I was a busboy. What boy. kind of food was it? It was just like, you know, burgers. and Diner food? Yeah. Okay. Um, so you're working the, like the- Flat top grill. The griddle. And, yeah. 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 So just frying making, up burgers, frying and, up burgers, making a lot of um, like patty melts. Yeah. Patty melts were big. Taco Tuesdays and Thursdays there. So did you say order up and hit a bell? Um, I hit a bell. Yeah. I don't think I ever said order up. No. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was my uncle and my dad's bar. You didn't have like a special language, like two dogs, Burke and one with cheese yeah. <laughs> order up thing or anything no. like, okay. I just hit the, right. well, I mean, I was like, couldn't see over the thing. Okay. I was like 16 years old. <laughs> So you're four eleven at the time. Four eleven, uh, cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> Rarely talked. God, that's crazy. I didn't know yeah. your dad had that a uh, little diner like that. He had, no, it's a straight up bar. Oh, it was a straight up bar. It was and a there was fucking some, bar with food. With food. Yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah. yeah. My parents were in the restaurant business. too. Oh, they were. Yeah. My parents had two restaurants in Idaho. Yeah. What kind of food? Steak, prime rib, seafood, Ugh. but like bars too, like same yeah. kind of thing. And both of them would ten bar. Did your dad ten bar too? He did. He was more behind the behind, scenes. Yeah. yeah, my uncle was in front of the scenes a lot more. I did. You hang out in there all the time. I did. Same with me. Yeah, um, I used to love it. Yeah, yeah. But like that food is so bad. I mean, our relationship with food must have been the same. Yeah. Of like. You just ate everything. I ate everything all the time. Man. And yeah, and got used to restaurant food. Oh, yeah. 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 Like I would make a burger with just like butter. Like you just (laughs) threw butter on that thing so that it wouldn't stick to the grill. Yeah. Yeah. You just thought that that's how you did it. That's how you do it. Man. Um, But yeah, I grew up working in the service industry, but then, you know, switched over to like working in a bar. Which is still the service industry, but straight up bar rather than. Did you bartend? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Was that in New York? Yeah, New York. I bartended it, and then when I was like twenty-one, I started managing a bar. Oh wow! For like four years. How was that? It was. Um, it was fine. I mean, cool, but sucks, right? Cool. Yeah, because bars closed at four a.m., so I was out of work at five a.m. And then I'd wake up at like you know, one. I had to like open the bar some days at like three p.m. So. Was this when you were doing UCB in New York? Uh, it was ish. Yeah, I was doing like some UCB ish stuff and Chicago State. It was like getting into improv and stuff. What did you go to New York to do originally? Theater. Theater. Yeah. So like Broadway or something? Or? Yeah, like I majored in like acting and then minored in musical theater. Cool. Yeah. And did you go and I don't like? Know, but cool, but yeah, <laughs> that's what I did. Did you go? What? So what was the plan for New York? Were you just going to go out there and just get an agent or something? And I was going to go out there and just do um, off Broadway stuff. Yeah, theater. I was hoping I would do more theater. I had already seen like short form improv because that was the only thing that was out there, and I yeah. thought that was really fun, and I definitely wanted to do that. Yeah. Plus, you know, whatever you know, Shakespearean play I could do. And, you know, I want to do Shakespeare in the park so bad. Oh man. Yeah. I wanted to be that guy. I mean, you could now, you know, I would love to now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like be part of that, uh, world. It's, it's weird thinking about what you know now about how things work and I everything. Know. And like, just how clueless we all are when we first start out. Yeah. Like my, I'm always thinking like, what was my plan? Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, you know, there is a alternate, there's like, there's a direction that could have been like me just still working in bars. Yeah. I used to do uh, security. So I started like when I was in, in LA, it, not never in LA, but when I was in college, like I would bounce for like fraternity parties and sorority parties. Oh shit. And then, and then they would do bus. Um, they would bus people out to the city and they would do like a date party that uh-huh. was like at a club. And then from doing that, I started getting hired at the clubs, like in the city. Oh shit! So I like work the door, or work security, like inside, and I'd do like. And this is in like uh, the uh, Bay Area. This is San Francisco. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
So I did all that. And then, um, and then I did some party planning like with, uh, cause I had, then I developed a relationship with the nightclubs and the fraternity and sorority houses. Yeah. And so I would do like some party planning where I would like help them organize their parties and like the buses and stuff and then take like a little profit for myself and yeah. Yeah. And then go into a fridge and just eat all the cheesecake. <laughs> from the parties that you're, yeah. you're playing a bunch who's, of things with. Who's extra. working the door? <laughs> you had to go in the freezer for some reason and just <laughs> fucking shoving desserts in my mouth. How long did you do that for? I mean, I did it all the way through college, uh-huh. uh, you know, sort of like three or four years. And then like one year after college, I was still kind of hanging around in the Bay Area. And then you moved down here. Uh, yeah. And then I moved to Cat. Southern California. Yeah. Crazy. And then I never didn't like, never did it again. So it's like, fla- you know, it's just like flaky, weird yeah. people. And, uh, that, that are not the people going to bars are fine. Whatever people drink fine, but like just nightclub owners and bar owners and stuff with the exception of your dad and my parents are just, they're weird flaky people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, then how did it get over to personal training and stuff? That's what I, I started doing that. Um, in college too? No. Yeah. In college oh, too. I did like, um, my last year of playing football, which I never like to talk about it. I don't no. like to bring it up. You're New always thing. begging me to talk about it. God, I don't like man, it. man. Yeah. Please talk more about it. <laughs> the college years of football. <laughs> I got a career ending injury or season ending injury my senior year. Well, and, it ended your career. If you think about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, that's, it did yeah. both. It, it killed two birds with one stone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so I did, um, integrated, uh, periodization and program design for, I worked with like strength and conditioning. Ah, yeah. okay. Yeah. And so like I was did, this, did you get an entrance, uh, interest in it because you had to go through it? I just liked training anyway. Oh, okay. And I, and in order to keep my scholarship, I had to work in intercollegiate sports oh, for that last year. Wow. So yeah, if you were just, if you're injured, you know, and yeah. can't play, you have to do something. Got it. And so I worked with strength and conditioning and like I worked with like women's soccer and stuff. Okay. And yeah. So then when I first moved out to LA, I did more performance-based stuff. Like I had a niece that was playing um, like soccer in junior high. And so like I would do like strength and conditioning stuff for her friends uh-huh. and like get like a group together and do plyos and stuff at the park. And oh, wow. Take like a little bit of money from each one. And then um, each kid just out of their purses. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When they weren't looking, yeah. I was like, Hey, a couple more labs. And I'd be like <laughs> rifling through all their purses and backpacks and stuff. I'll take a little from you yeah. and a little from uh, you. First gen iPod. Cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you've given me some trouble. I'll take this whole lunch. Yeah. And then I, uh, and then I started working at a gym and like, I was trying to bring some of that in there, you know, yeah. like some performance based stuff, but everybody just wanted to get lean. Like nobody fucking gave a shit. Got it. So then I like shifted and did like some, uh, coursework and like nutrition and uh-huh. body physiology and just like hormonal stuff. So it was just more focused on people getting like lean, you know, yeah. and then kind of shifted out of that. It proved to be better. And like, I, you know, it's, it just took a lot of planning to like organize these kind of big group things. And then I was like, it was, you know, kind of taking off. And I was like, do I do like special event insurance or like pro liability insurance and right. stuff, you know, cause it was more than me just kind of helping my cousin's friends out. It was like, it became like my business, you right. know? And then it just seemed to make more sense to kind of, since I was only half committed, I was doing acting. I wanted to get into a gym and then, you know, then I was just an employee doing it. And that's what you're doing for a little while. Then I did that for a little while. And then I took that, then I ended up starting my own business and taking it independent anyway. Sure. So yeah. Which works out way better. It's way better. Yeah. yeah. The gym takes a huge rip Chef, off of yeah. what you charge. Crazy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I felt like, you know, I mean, my clients, you know, I just felt like I was able to give them a better service if, you know, and you've had the same clients for how many years? Year what's your, what's your longest Client, oh, you still man. have over 10 years, maybe wow. 12, 13 years, maybe 15 years. They still look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're in worse shape. <laughs> it's like Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you sneak them a bunch of shit all the time so you can keep working with them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess, but finding that trainer and, you know, and, and the person that you can commit that time to is, is hard. Yeah. And if you, you know, you, I mean, a big part of, you know, from, from, uh, doing like the group X stuff yeah. and, you know, part of it is just being somebody that 
people want to hang around. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So and, it's and like, feel like pe- you can be accountable to that person a little bit. Accountability yeah. and then just overall enjoyment of the time. Sure. Because there's people that know more than me, but maybe they're, you know, they're, they're not present or they're rolling their eyes or they don't want to be there. And it's just yeah. like, you're not as likely to go to that session. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Versus if you can make it a little fun yeah. and kind of change the taste in people's mouth on, on what, what training with somebody could be or what exercise has to be. I think that's kind of the, yeah, I ultimately have never gotten burned out myself from like doing any kind of group exercise training. Um, but I, I did get burned out of like teaching improv, like that stuff. Yeah. So I could see how like after a while people are just over being, you know, a personal trainer or your personal trainer or whatever. So it's like you got to kind of gauge that individual, if like where they are in their game. Yeah. I mean, the good thing is the difference, I think, between the two is that there's more there seems to be more authenticity with uh, physical fitness and training yeah because people are like in shape or they're not or they have goals and they want to accomplish them and sure. you're, you're working through that stuff with anything that's in the arts there's you know there's an artifice that people will put up and that's kind of that can be a turnoff that's you know true. yeah so it's like you there there are times you know i know from like coaching or teaching improv where it's really exciting where people are they've you know they're sincere and they're committed and they've let down the guard yeah you know and that's great, but you have to put up with a lot of bullshit to get to that sure. place. Whereas like with fitness, it's like you just hot, hot wire right into that. I mean, you yeah. get into the shit right away. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're in shape. You're not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, sometimes in those group exercise classes, though, people are coming in there, you know. Putting a show on. Putting a show on. Yeah. You know? And that sucks. But th- but then you get to, you know, you find out real quick. You don't have yeah. to sit through them doing right. a 10 minute scene. Sure. <laughs> I wonder, like, I'm here for my stand-up. My my manager told me I should come here. What is uh, because it, to a certain extent, the idea of like all of these um, group exercise gyms coming through, like these Orange Theory CrossFit gyms, right? Um, kind of the current model of what's popular. In yeah, fitness. yeah. Like um, you know, just these gyms that are like doing uh, group training, uh, where it's it's mixing, you know. Rope, battle ropes to like, you know, uh, conditioning and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and it's in a group. It's more of like a group class that you're doing than uh, personal training. But it is a popular thing that seems to be sticking around. Right. What do you think? Why do you think? Why is it sticking around? Or why do you think it's become popular? And also why is it sticking around? I think uh, the the, you know, now that people are getting better at um at like uh making a workout fit within that hour or 45 mm-hmm. minutes where you're seeing these results where you're moving your body i think the fact that people are bringing in uh, strength training like weights yeah. people getting uh, it you're seeing results because strength yeah. training yeah. helps yeah. and works right um but i feel like it's getting there's like a little bit of a blurred line because now on, you know, YouTube or the internet, you can find everything. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody, huge of the dumbbells here. Listen, I'm going to be accusing you of something. I don't think you brush your teeth right. Actually, I don't think I do it right either. I'm either not brushing my teeth for long enough or I forget to change the brush in time. Well, guess what? Quip is a toothbrush that's going to help you with that. First of all, it's a electric toothbrush that is a fraction of the cost of those bulkier brushes while still packing just the right amount of vibrations to help you clean your teeth. It also has a built-in timer that helps you um, brush your teeth for the dentist-recommended two minutes with guided pulses, reminding you to switch sides. They have a subscription pro- program, 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 that is for your health, not just for convenience. You'll get a new brush head every three months for just five bucks and that's including free shipping worldwide it also comes with a mount that that suctions right to your mirror and it's also a really nifty hygienic travel case I, I, i keep talking about this but you know everybody who uses quip loves quip i mean it's on oprah's o list it's named 
one of Time's best inventions, and it's the first subscription electric toothbrush accepted by the American Dental Association. They're backed by a network of over 20,000 dentists and hygienists and like hundreds of thousands of happy brushes, brushers and brushes. Like the brushes themselves are happy, but the brushers are also happy that use Quip every day. Quip starts at just 25 bucks, and if you go to getquip.com slash dumbbells right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with your Quip electric toothbrush. That's right. You'll get your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash dumbbells. Spelled out for you, that's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash dumbbells. D-U-M-B-B-E-L-L-S. We're getting in a world where anybody can almost teach anything. Oh, that's true. I see what you're saying. So it's like, how how much did the CrossFit world and the CrossFit certification world change the you know the 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 model for becoming a trainer? Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, because like now you spend a weekend and you get your level one CrossFit certification so you can teach that specific skill yeah at a specific gym but you can still do it after a weekend right rather than you know getting all of your um hours hours in right yeah yeah i mean there's oh you know there was there's all these different levels so when i was doing when i was first getting certified you know you could do like one of the ace ones or whatever and that was like a weekend thing okay and then so what really kind of changed it was the national academy of sports medicine nasm okay because they started looking at like the whole you know more like the whole body you know and and talking about like injury prevention and sure warm up and cool down and that was like the first where they like you they started talking about foam rolling and self myofascial release and all that kind of stuff yeah where i'd never and dynamic warm up warm up movement based stuff it was stuff that i saw in like college like in strength and conditioning yeah um brought into more of like the public sector okay um, but yeah, you're right. I think that, I think that with the explosion and popularity of these kind of like small group exercise classes, yeah. it's a little wild, wild west yeah. with who's teaching it and running it. Because people are still, you know, the main issue with CrossFit or any of this stuff really is people getting hurt Yeah, because there's too many people in class and, um, you know, some of the instructors are just not, haven't had enough hours Yeah, in. and then there's also just accidents. There's happen. just accidents. But with that many people, there's more there's a better chance of accidents. Yeah. And how, I mean, you just learn so much from time, you know, from the time doing it, you just can start to be able to read people and read the room yeah. and kind of feel things, you know? Yeah. And that only comes with time and reps. Right. You know? yeah. yeah. I mean, I've never gotten to that point. I mean, I've just haven't had the time to like commit to being on that side of, you know, fitness for that long of a right. period of time. But what I enjoy of it, you know, is also the thing that, you know, uh, scares me is like getting people excited and whatever to the point where they're working hard. Yeah. But, you know, the yeah. fear of them getting hurt is always <laughs> you want them to be safe. Yeah. I've been doing it so long. I don't even I mean, I have like a, like a watch with a timer and all that stuff. Sure. But I can keep time of the hour in my mind. Like I just know it. Yeah. Without, like, I don't have to. When I first started, I'd always be like, I'd have to check my watch. I'd be like, oh, we got to be close to done. And we'd been there for like 13 minutes. I was like, oh, all right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, another set of lunges. Yeah. 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 But now, like, I, like, I have, like, this internal clock going, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't go a second over. <laughs> all right. That's it. Yeah. Get out of here. Get out of here. I'm moving on. Um, yeah. Because I'm just, especially in the middle of the summer, I'm, you know, like I'm sure group exercises or anything indoors is what you're doing to train. Yeah. So people are trying stuff. Maybe you tried something for to get ready for summer and you liked it. Yeah. I mean the group X thing. So I, I think why it's endured is, uh, they, they do these studies and people always stick with workouts longer and get better results if they work out with a partner. Uh, yeah. And so we just had Jim Woods, uh-huh. on and uh and will hines actually yeah and and i think will hines specifically said that like he's just less likely to go without somebody yeah so if you look at like one of those you know crossfit or the like it it 
gives that to you. Yeah. Right. So you get used to seeing some of the familiar faces. As soon as you say hello to somebody, you feel like you're accountable to that person. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the, and then it solves it for you. And we also have people that talk about being intimidated at the gym. So they go there and it's a language they don't understand Yeah, and they don't even know where to start. And they, so they don't do it. Right. You know, these classes break it off into bites, bite sized pieces for you. Sure. So they tell you exactly what to do. And it's not just, you know, you circling the barn on doing these Nautilus exercises where you don't feel it. You actually exert yourself. Yeah. And then you feel the positive, you know, chemical response your body gives you at the end. So you get the endorphins. And so I think that's what keeps people coming back. You do know? you think there'll be a gym where they actually give you bite sized pieces of food in the <laughs> middle of the workout? I mean, I, I mean, I see, I see a lot of like gyms that, you know, now have like the RX bars and all that stuff, like at the front. So they're also selling merch. Yeah. Uh, other than their t-shirts and stuff. Right. That is just like, when is it going to be incorporated in Some where more you like, where you like do a 20 minute workout and then you drink the juice. Yeah. And then you like Eat do a little another- like- pastry puff that they pass <laughs> yeah. around yeah. Trey pastor well, just like something like whatever the next workout is where you oh, like you stop and you have a snack and you have you the prescribed yes. meal stuff and yeah then- you have like the prescribed like gatorade gummy thing yeah. or whatever it is that you like you have to do i know they have yoga retreats where they yeah. just take people away to do yoga all day and like hang out on the beach and probably like fuck each other or something. Sure. Sure yes. Yeah, that's, I think that's in the website. Most of uh, <laughs> I mean, retreats. Let's, let's be honest. Yeah. What's going yeah. on there. But do you think they have any like personal training ones? They have to. I mean, it seems like, like if I had like, I wanted to get in shape and you go away for like 15 days. Yeah. And they just, I mean, I guess there's like Canyon ranch in those places. Yeah. And then there's also like gyms do like six week challenge. Yeah. Or like an eight week challenge or, but, like, but I mean the food component, Oh, right. That's why I was, because you were talking about yeah, like yeah, 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 drinking yeah. the protein or the t- eating the protein gummies. Yeah. But if you just went somewhere and like you ate the meals they prepared you and you did the workouts. Like the, yeah, like the like a Biggest Loser Camp yeah. type thing. Yeah. There's got to be something like There's that, gotta right? There's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. I know they have that for kids, like those quote unquote, quote unquote fat, fat camp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I... I never knew anybody who actually went to any of those. Me either. And I'd be curious if there was one for anybody that wanted to do it like like all body. I mean, I'm sure the whatever ones are for all body types anyway. Yeah. But if there was just this one, because the yoga one's like an enrichment thing. It's, right. You know, there's no negative connotation, you know. Right. But I is wonder there if there's one just where you can go, you know, do cleans and right. pull-ups and kettlebells. and Like get, you would leave for like four weeks. Four weeks. I mean, there's a lot of, um, I've been back hardcore into Muay Thai again. Oh yeah. So what's going on with that? I love it. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm you found, going, you found a new dojo. Yeah. 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 Uh, you sparring. I, uh, like just light moving yeah. around, nothing crazy. Um, but I love it. And you know, thinking of that kind of camp thing, like people go to Thailand all this time to like, just stay at a camp and train, train with a master for like, you know, four to six weeks or wow. longer and god that's the dream that I is was the obsessed dream. with like when kickboxer came out and sure. he convinces that guy to train him uh I, w- I was one of the yeah you know you got to run errands for him and you know you're not allowed to use the bike you got to run and- but it's crazy like <laughs> that dream of still doing that like i can't i'm not in my 20s anymore i know <laughs> so it's like to leave for a month and I have a kid. Like, I can't leave for a month just to do. No. I don't, I can't convince myself to do that. I'd yeah. want to so bad, but it, it'd be impossible. Yeah. Hey, Sensei, you looking for anybody in their late 30s? To- yeah, anybody to just kind of, I don't know. I mean, I am going to use my car, so I will, I will pick up some stuff for you, but that's I could run errands it. and stuff. And yeah, I can. Run I, I, got some, I got a lot of wisdom I can bring. Yeah. I can babysit your kid or something. <laughs> Uh, I said, yeah, they did it in Empire Strikes Back with Yoda and all that. Yeah. I still love, yeah. I just sit there and he teach you things and yeah. For, yeah. Yeah. He remember he's running around through the Dagobah swamp and he's doing flips and stuff with yoga in the little backpack. In the backpack. Yoda. I said yoga. Yoga in the backpack. <laughs> he's fucking himself back there. <laughs> he's on a retreat. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're not trying to, you know. Talk shit to anybody who's been on yoga. But smirch? No, no, I'm, no, I'm no, joking no. around. But um, I'm sure, listen, whoever did it for the right reasons, 
I, they would back me up. There's some creep there that just went to oh, man, like, hook course. up. I mean, there's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's creeps in every class. Yeah. Unfortunately. I'm the creep on this podcast. Eh, I think um, we both can creep it out. Creep it out? Yeah, let's be honest. We're both a couple of creeps. Um, but, you know. Uh, so, Muay Thai, you're skipping rope, doing bag work, mitts. Skipping rope. You know, surprisingly, uh, not as much bag work as. Uh, mitts and as pads. Mitts and pads and uh, and just kind of like uh, combinations back and forth. Cool. Uh, you know, just like light touch stuff. Yeah. Uh, but it is. It, it's nice to have like, you know. Somebody put their hands up, like to, yeah. to hit me. Yeah, uh, I don't know why. It's still just kind of like I like the idea of it, uh, and and being in that environment. I think that, probably you know, primal. Yeah, probably. Yeah, um, and you can just get a lot more. I, I think it's just because I feel like um, uh, I'm comfortable with my body doing those movements that I don't feel like I'm at any point gonna be. I'm going to hurt myself if I'm too tired. I'll just kind of gauge it. And I feel like going back to that now, it, it feels right to just kind of like, you know, all movement is good movement. If I'm feeling a little bit tough on my, like my legs feel like they're not like moving the way they should, then I'll just kind of lighten up and do more hand stuff. It's like, it's nice. Yeah. Um, and the mental game of it is awesome. Yeah. That's good to train like an athlete. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's come up a bunch on this. Ha- yeah, yeah, that's what we started with. Really, is it's, just like getting your mindset that you are an athlete. That you're an athlete, than- so it's fun. You're in training now. Yeah. You're doing. You're learning a skill. Yeah, and yeah, it's cool. You know, sometimes if you're just mindlessly pushing the wheel of pain around in a circle, like Conan the Barbarian. Sure. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. What's that going to do? I mean, I'm excited. You know, um, the Atlanta stuff. It'll be like a fancy hotel gym. That'll have yeah, it, so you're going like, away to Atlanta. Yeah, uh, so to, to shoot a movie. Yeah, and you're gonna be by all, the by the time this, I'll be almost back. You'll be almost back by yeah. the time this comes out. We're banking some episodes because yeah. you just taken off. So the key is to stick to your diet. Yeah, or stick to you know your clean eating. It is. It's gonna be and uh, it's gonna be a lot of clean eating and it's gonna be a lot of uh, the hotel gym and it's a nice hotel. And they have like a sauna and a steam room, and it'll be nice to kind of have Great. that, which I haven't had in a little while. Yeah. You had limited facilities in Fiji. Yeah, limited yeah. facilities. Um, this is going to be a bigger a bigger situation, and it'll be nice to kind of um, stick to like a, the strong lifts or something. Uh, and you probably have, a, you probably find a gym there too. Yeah, to, yeah. To throw in the mix. Um yeah, I've already looked up. There is a Muay Thai gym. Oh, perfect. That's somewhere close. I don't know how much time I'm going to be able to have to actually go, but... Um, Get I those agents I'm, working for you. Yeah, I think I'm going to bring... Guy needs time for Muay Thai. I need some Muay Thai time. <laughs> Muay Thai time. Thai time? Thai time. Um, you know, so I'll try my best. I'm going to bring my gloves and stuff just in case. Yeah. See if I I heard can. you wear them on the plane. Yeah. Just so yeah. everybody knows. I wrap, I wrap my hands... <laughs> Uh, and then I put the gloves on on the plane usually. Yeah. Those guys that leave the hand wraps on when they like go to the store afterwards yeah. and stuff. And it's like, ah, that's yeah. all right, dude. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> you can take them off. You actually take them off while you're jumping rope. Yeah. But uh, it's okay. Yeah. I want everybody to know. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I wear like the Muay Thai shorts, but I bring sweatpants to immediately put on. Yeah. You got to wear the shorts yeah. when you're doing it. Yeah. For it's the kicking. Great. For the kicking. Yeah. Also for the flare. For the flare, yeah. I love the flare. Yeah. Um, what about you? A lot of stairs? Yeah. Been doing a lot of stairs. Um, I had like a shoulder injury and a chest injury. And so I, I was like backed off on what I could do. And the other day, like I was finally able to kind of get back into it. This is yesterday. And yeah. like I could barely do six push-ups. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was... It's, there's uh, weird how, was your, st- how was your mind... I hid, like I've had to find like a kind of a private spot in the gym so that nobody could see me like shake. Like and, a and what, and I was, how did you feel like I was mentally sh- shaking after? like a newborn deer, you know, just trying to <laughs> get off the ground. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's fine. Like, uh, it's been a while since I've been that, you know, yeah, sure. Feel, felt that atrophied, but it's fine. I mean, cause I've just, just having gone through it with other people, like you always, you always have to start. Like sure. at some point you just have to start. Yeah. And so now I know where it is. And then it, 
you know, today it'll improve and tomorrow it'll improve. Yeah. You know, if it may stagnate, it may, you may take one step backwards, but it, you know, the trajectory is always towards improvement and it'll, you know, it'll all come back. So that's great. I mean, I'd prefer not to have that happen, but it's like, you can leave that kind of sealed up and then you can, you know, never get back in shape. Right. Yeah. 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 So it just, I was just thankful that I was doing them again, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it always is a little like, uh, I used to remember, you know, when I was training for competitive sports and I would take like a kind of like a two weeks off, like for an off season and then get back into it. And like the first day coming back doing squats, you know, I'd get like mega sore, like crazy, you know, can't sit on the toilet sore. Oh God. And yeah. So it just kind of reminded me of that. Um, there's like a Instagram thing called like gym fuckery or something like that <laughs> where they were showing somebody who, uh, just had leg day and you just see them walking out of the gym and their legs are like literally jelly. <laughs> and it's just like, Oh God, I remember that. Yeah. It's a good feeling. It's a great feeling, but it's also like, why can't I control my own legs? Yes. Very weird. I remember thinking one time, like after a workout like that, I was like, man, if somebody wanted to beat the shit out of me right oh. now, like I'm like, I'm as weak as a kitten. Yeah. Like they could... <laughs> Yeah, they could destroy. They me. could do it, like take my car, yeah. just strong arm me, and like take my car. You know, there's sometimes after leg day that I'm like, I can't drive. <laughs> what am I doing? Um, You're too weak to call a lift, or anything. yeah, um, yeah. I, that's the other thing with the Muay Thai stuff. I remember when I stopped doing Muay Thai to switch to do CrossFit, and then now leaving that kind of like group training to going back into Muay Thai. How um, I would think that because I've been used to doing so much like functional fitness for a while that I'd be okay with like a three minute or a five minute round rugged rugged. And I was doing like, but when I was doing Muay Thai first and then started doing CrossFit, like it would be like eight minute AMRAP, as many rounds as you can do in eight minutes. And I'd be like, oh, those first three minutes I was trail, I was flying. Yeah. And then I'm used to like a one minute rest. Right. And I didn't have that. Without and I was just that. like, oh. <laughs> so it was like three minutes of good, five minutes of bad. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how adaptive our yeah. you know, circulatory and respiratory system is, all that. Uh, when I was in uh, college, I would box and like I'd, you know, come in from another sport and start boxing and I'd feel like I was in shape. Yeah. Not in shape at all for boxing and amateur boxing is three, two minute rounds. Right. That's nothing. Seemingly. Seemingly. But when you're doing it, it is like, well, the adrenaline and everything that's going on during that two minutes. Yeah. Your fight or flight. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like by the end of like the second round, like I couldn't even hold my arms up anymore. Mentally and physically exhausted from the tension. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's weird. Like even guys that were, there was a guy I used to box with that I would spar with who was an old golden glove boxer. Uh And like, he'd be out of shape and I'd see him in there for months and then he'd come in there and he'd be better. I mean, not in shape, but better than me. Yeah. Cause he just has that like, uh, yeah. You know, he has those reps and like knows how to carry himself in the ring. Yeah. 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 And I'd just be like wasting energy, just cannibalizing my own oxygen and energy. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, um, if you watch like UFC fights and stuff, you see, or, or boxing, but I feel like it happens more in UFC because you knock somebody down and then you jump on them. Yeah. Rather than in boxing, you knock somebody down and the ref, you know, breaks it up. Right. Um, you knock somebody down in like mixed martial arts, you jump on them and you try to put them in a hold or you try to like... You ground, know, ground and, pound. and pound. And if they're covering up after that first thing, you're just spending all, you see that somebody fell down. So then you're, you know, you're using yeah. all of this energy. And that guy who was like grounding and pounding somebody is exhausted when they stand too. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like in such a bad place. Yeah. After that. It's crazy. It's like, if you commit to that, you better fucking get them, get them. <laughs> You got to get them. And in boxing, when you miss, it's more tiring than landing a punch. Oh, yeah. You lose that return and like uh, energy, you know? Yeah. So you're just out there whiffing, you know, one bad miss and like it can ruin you for the whole round, you know, as uh, far as wind wise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really going for it. And you're better hitting the, better off hitting the gloves than just like missing. Yeah. You yeah. can be on a bag all day hitting it hard. Yeah. Because you're, you're also not expecting a return. Right. But Bags you don't f- hit back. Flow to... Th- few out there and yeah 
Woo Daddy. Hi, this is Eugene of the Dumbbells here with my nephew, Kai. Hey, Kai, does your mom wear contacts? Yes. Um, when does she like to wear her contacts? Right when she wakes up in the morning. And she wears them all day? Yeah. Uh, when does she, what's her favorite event to wear it for? Does she wear it for sports? No. Does she wear it for um, going out? Yes. Does she wear them to work? Yes. Um, do you like it better when your mom wears glasses or contacts? Contacts. That's what I thought. Simple Contacts is the most convenient way to renew your contact lens prescription and reorder your brand of contacts from anywhere in minutes. If you need your prescription renewed, it takes five minutes on the Simple Contacts vision test online. It will be reviewed by a licensed doctor and you'll receive your renewed prescription and reorder your contacts. All you need is your current contacts and internet connection and 10 feet of space. Even if you're out of contacts, they've got options for you. And if you have an unexpired prescription, just upload a photo or your doctor's information and order your lenses. You can get these anywhere in minutes. Uh, The vision test only takes less than five minutes. And uh, they have all of the brands and types of lenses that you are familiar with. It is rated five stars from over 4,500 people in the App Store. And uh, the vision test is only 20 bucks. And the, contact pri- and the contact lens prices are unbeatable. So this is all you need to do. Go to simplecontacts.com slash dumbbells20 and get $20 off your order. That's simplecontacts.com slash dumbbells20 and you'll get $20 off your order. Now, this is, isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam, um, but it does give you an opportunity to order your contacts. So go to simplecontacts.com slash dumbbells20 and get your $20 off. Bye. 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 Um, since it's, it is the two of us, uh, we'd also like to um, jump into some of these um, questions that people asked us on our uh, our email, yeah. Ask the dumbbells at gmail.com. Right, it's a it's a Wayne in segment. Yeah. Uh, if you have a question for us, you can reach us at that uh, at that uh, email. Ask the dumbbells at gmail.com. Yeah, and it could be about nutrition, uh, workouts, psychology, or maybe just to brag about what you're doing. Yeah, but, we'd love all of that. Yeah. Do you have anyone that you like? Uh, sure. Um, this one is um from. Judy. Okay. Um, hi, my name is Judy. I am forty-one years old. A forty-one-year-old woman that has been sober sober for seven years on seven one. So it just passed. I loved drugs. Anyways, Uh-oh. for the last three years, I have run uh, the amount of years that I am sober every day in the month of June. Wow. For example, on June uh, last June, I ran six miles every day in the month. Of June to celebrate six years of sobriety, um, 7 1 uh, 2017. Uh, it was a lot, but I'm grateful that I was still alive and able to move my body. Uh, this was last summer, and I embarked on this endeavor because eight is too damn many miles. I hope to, cha- uh, to channel my gratitude in a different way. My question, concern, is this I've made some great strength gains at the gym, but weight training. On, uh, on top of the mileage is just too much for me. Uh, I thought that maybe engaging in body weight band exercises will help me in not losing too much muscle. Uh, for a frame of reference, five foot five, uh, 148 pounds, run about 6.5 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm no supermodel, but I am a sturdy Italian queen. Uh, uh, what do you think about my body weight and resistance band routine? Or should I just uh, do the miles and not focus on weights at all? Currently, I run, teach spin and yoga and weight train three times a week. Uh, I use Jordan Syatt's temp- template. I don't know who that is. Um, uh, it's like a simple plan that won't exhaust me too much uh, and keep my muscles intact. So uh, I appreciate that you provide a space um, 
to get raw about people's health and fitness journeys. Uh, I heard the other day regarding food addiction, and I loved it. Um, so her question is, uh, what could you do? I know we're reading this in the middle of July, but thank you, Judy. Um, she's running like, you know, six, seven miles this year. Okay. Um, a day for the, for, uh, all the years she's been sober. Right. So, um, seven miles a day. And then she still wants to do some strength training. Um, or she's wondering if like band and resistant training work will be okay rather than strength training. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I mean, if you're willing to do the strength training and you have a context for it. Yeah. Because she you, says she does weight training three times a week right now, but she's just, uh, she's worried that it's just too too much. Like uh, the running and the strength training is too much. I mean, it, it could be, but I mean, three days a week. I, I, so this is to honor her commitment to her sobriety. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess if you, if it, if doing the seven miles is that important to you every right. single day, right. I mean, I guess you could, I mean, to kind of, to, you know, so that you don't completely fall off if you wanted to do body weight and bands. Yeah. That's not a bad, I mean, that's not a bad compromise. For the month. For the month. Yeah. But I would get back into that, that weight training as soon as you can. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just so important. I mean, for anybody, but specifically women and especially kind of in your age range, you want to keep that bone density. 41. Yeah. And you want to keep as much lean body tissue as possible because that's your calorie burning potential. That's what, that's, what's going to keep you lean. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, women, it's harder for you to put muscle on and then you also lose it faster than guys do. Right. At that age, you know, just those, like all our hormones kind of change as we get older. So that's, Though that's like this is a crucial time for you to keep as much of your muscle as you can. Right. I um, mean, which I, only comes from resistance training. And you know, you, maybe I mean, you, you pointed at something, Judy, before saying that like maybe next year going into eight miles is then feeling like too much. So maybe this is a good time to kind of switch up what that workout is yeah. for July. Like maybe it is something to do with sevens, but it you know for this year or eights next year, but it doesn't have to be seven miles. Yeah. For instance, yeah. maybe it's seven rounds of, you know, squats, push-ups, you know, uh, or like you seven know, reps of squats at a certain weight, yeah. something like that. Yeah. I mean, there's seven I think, sets of bench press or something. Yeah. There's tons of, uh, cool, different, yeah. numerically based things that you could do. But I would say, yeah, if you wanted to, for this last one at seven, um, there's definitely, it's going to be too late, but there's, you know, you definitely could uh, adjust yeah. it. Well, it'll be halfway through July right now that you're hearing this. Yeah, okay. So, you know, maybe this is a good point where, like, yeah, half of the time, uh, the first half of July, you did the seven miles every day. Maybe the second half here is when you get back into the strength training, uh, you know, and hit those sevens. Yeah, and I think just for overall health and fitness um, and longevity, you want that variety. Yeah. You know, it's it's not good just to be that specific or locked down into one thing. You want to be doing a lot of different things. Yeah. That's where you're going to get the best results. Look the best, be the most healthy, feel the best. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's important. I think, you know, um, I loved drugs. I loved drugs. It's, I mean, she's honest. Yeah. She's being honest about it. I think that's great. Bumper sticker. I loved, I loved drugs. Uh, yeah. yeah. Loved. Yeah. Yeah. Past tense is fine. Past tense is fine. Um, cool. Uh, well, I hope that helped. Um, great. Uh, here's another one. Uh, this is from Benjamin. Hey, Dumbbells. Long time fan here. Been listening since the beginning and never missed a sode. Nice. We call them sodes. Sodes. Uh, you guys have inspired me to start running. And I just did, uh, I just finished my first half marathon a few weeks ago at Disney World. Very Bra- cool. Bravo. Bravo. Well done. Rolling R's and all. Uh, it was it's, a hard road. Do you think I could do Shakespeare in New York? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bravo. Yes, that's a very... Iago. Iago. Do I have a future doing that? Iago. Iago beef. Uh, it was a hard road with an injury that sidelined me for six weeks right up to until the race but I have definitely found something that I love doing and many more races planned in the next year or so. I know this email is long, 
No. No, you should um, see. We have some fucking. Money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just wanted to give you as much info as I can. My schedule is a little rigorous. I have two kids with a third on the way. Congrats. Nice. And work uh, 6.30 a.m. to 5 uh, p.m. on weekdays. So my training time is in the morning before I go to work. And uh, as I usually am only uh, doing kid duty on the weekend, uh, on the evenings. Uh I'm up between 4 and 4.30 to do my runs on the weekdays, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And I'm up a little later on Saturdays to do my long runs, about 6.30. Um, So I'm also doing a 16-hour intermittent fasting window where I eat between 12 and 8 every day. So I'm doing my workouts fasted, and I've lost a little bit of weight, but I am not overweight. I am 5'9", 158. So losing even a few pounds uh, makes a big difference. Uh, I just really want to be stronger and look a little bigger. The question is, how should I go about incorporating some strength training in my routine? I am okay with losing a day or two of running, but I still want to keep as much as possible to train for more half marathons. Uh, I've put some muscle on, maybe 10 or 15 pounds or so. Uh, uh, Is it okay to have a large protein shake right after my workouts in the morning before the fast ends? Should I be, uh, should I use my non-running days uh, to do strength training or should I just decrease uh, my running days and replace them with strength days? Is it possible to just do body weight exercises with a pull-up bar? Uh, Almost a similar question in that way. Um, So uh, any advice on this? Body weight exercises or adjusting my fasting period would be amazing. I learned so much. Thank you much. Uh, Long listener, uh, loyal listener from South Florida. P.S. So glad Eugene is back. <laughs> Love you, Stanger, it says. So great. Uh, I agree. I'm very happy to be back. Yeah, everybody. Um, <laughs> no, but they were great episodes without me. Um, so you're intermittent. Shaky, very shaky. Intermittent fasting, trying to put on some muscle while you're doing the fast, and you're still doing a lot of cardio with those runs. Yeah. Um, we need to start replacing those runs with some strength days. Yeah, it's a tall order. I mean, the only way you're going to build muscle is to lift weights and eat to support it. Yeah. Also, um, if you're training at 4 a.m. or 4.30 a.m. for your runs even, and then you don't eat until noon, that is too long between um, your workout and your first meal. to to, doesn't doesn't line up, right? It doesn't line up. It doesn't help you. So you either have to change your eating window... Um, which might be hard because like 12 to 8 is is the sweet spot, but that's yeah. also if you're getting up and working out at 6 a.m. Right. or 7 a.m. Um, or, you know, hopefully in that regard, you're, you're working out at like 10.30 or 11. Right. Um, so, uh, I mean, you know, on like crazy early run days like that, maybe you don't, maybe you don't intermittent fast. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to do it every day. Right. I mean, there's, they've done studies where people get almost the same benefit from, you know, doing it three days a week or two days a week. Sure. You know? Yeah. And you, you know, you can close it off earlier at night. You know, that's another thing to think about too, if right. you want to keep it going. Yeah. So there's, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, there's a ways that you can adjust that. Yeah. Yes. To the protein shake. You asked if it's okay to have a big protein shake. Yeah. If you're trying to build muscle for sure. Absolutely. Um, as far as like we talked about with Judy, resistance bands and pull-ups, great, but you're not going to build muscle with that. Right. You need an actual strength program, like a five by five, like the strong lifts program, something like that. We're doing that three days a week and that's replacing, um, one of those, uh, you know, your run days or you just, you know, you're doing like a jog to warm up and then you're going into it. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Definitely. If you're, if, if your goal is to put muscle on. You're going to have to lose a run day, and yeah. at least one run day, and, and replace it with a like a weight training day. Right. Um, but as far as half marathons, I think you'll be okay. Like, I think you could still train. I think so, too. Okay. They don't quite eat as much time up as, you know, training for a full marathon. Yeah. And so if you enjoy that and it's an important part of your exercise, then you don't have to sacrifice it. Right. But I think you can definitely stand to lose a day there. Yeah, I would, you know, I, I would think just like the way that uh, you're focused on it and, and what makes sense with your schedule. That long run on Saturday was probably still great for you mentally to just kind of start the weekend. Yeah. That's great. I think if you did a Monday, Wednesday, Friday as your strength training, 
um, you had Sunday off and, you know, maybe um, one of those strength training days, you also did like a shorter run, like a, like a two mile run or something like that. Yeah. That would work as well. And then like either Tuesday and Thursday doing another full run just so that you're feeling uh, like you're getting a couple of runs in there before the, another half marathon. But you'll be surprised of how much you can, you can run um, by in, just increasing your strength training. Yeah. Also, you have this third kid coming. How about Rygene? You like that name? Rygene. Yeah. 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 What about Rygene? Rygene. Think about it. It's a great name. Uh, boy or girl, doesn't matter. Either one works. And if you got to abbreviate it, you go with Gene, which is fine. Yeah. Or Rye. Or Rye. Or Rye Rye. Or Rye Rye. Or Gene Gene. Or Gene Gene Rye. Or Rygene Rye. Rygene Rye. Oh, Rygene Rye. Ben, we're not saying you have to, no. but you're a loyal fan, loyal listener. Think about it. It would be nice. Yeah. Uh, we'd appreciate it. It would be the least you could do the very least for the advice we just gave. Yeah. It's the least you could do. The least you could do. If that baby is born already, change the name, change the name, run it by the old lady. Let her listen to this episode. Yeah. See what kind of help we just gave you. Yeah. It should be good. Understand. You should be good. Uh, but that's another thing. Um, make sure that you're mentally and physically able to take care of these three kids in the evenings. Ooh, baby. When you're getting up, at four o'clock to like do these lifts. Too. Yeah. So you got to eat, you got to eat earlier. You got to kind of cut the uh, intermittent fasting out or start your, fa- uh, you know, uh, end your fast at like 7 a.m. Yeah. Or six. Yeah. yeah. Six or 7 a.m. and go until, you know, yeah. four or three, but then you're still at work. So it's a, it's a little tough. It might, it might just not be in the cards right now to do um, a fasting every day, especially on your uh, weight training days. That's it. Cool. Cool. RX Bar is a whole food protein bar. What does that mean? It means that the bars are made with real whole ingredients. Uh, Egg whites, dates, and nuts, and unsweetened chocolate, coconuts, apples, etc. RX Bars wanted to build things the right way. And it turns out that real food ingredients actually taste really good. RX bars are gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, have no artificial colors, artificial flavors, preservatives, or fillers. Uh, Egg white protein stands out as the source of protein that is easy on your body to absorb. RX bars are great for... Putting a backpack. Or... After a workout. Or... Breakfast on the go. Uh-huh. Or a snack at the office, or for a bike ride or a hike. For 25% off of your first order, visit rxbar.com slash fitness and enter the promo code fitness at checkout. That's right. That's 25% off your first order. Visit rxbar.com slash fitness and enter the promo code fitness at checkout. Uh, you got one that you'd like to? Uh, sure. Rattle off, Stanger? Yes. This is coming from Grace. Hey, Dumbbells. Right now, I'm doing about three to four workouts a week, usually some combo of swimming, Pilates, and yoga. Ooh, swimming. I usually, yeah, I usually do all my workouts back-to-back Monday to Thursday instead of spreading them out. I really like getting my workouts done at the start of the week because I like the feeling of getting it done checking it off my list and not having to think about working out again for a couple of days. I also like having a couple of days off in a row, but I'm wondering if I should start spreading them out a bit more. What are your thoughts? Keep in mind, I will believe anything and everything you say, (laughs) and I'm not planning on doing any additional research. Thanks, Grace. Oh, I love it. Yeah. My kind of uh, listener. (laughs) Uh, No research, just do it. Um, I mean, of course, we're going to say there's benefits to both. Number one, Whatever keeps you working out, yeah. do. So right. you can throw, I mean, you're going to be okay. You've got a good mix of all this stuff that you're doing. You're not saying like, I'm not, you're not saying I'm doing squats five days in a row sure. and then taking three days off or Yeah, whatever. you're doing a swim, you're doing, right. Yeah. So you're, you're switching it up. So if this is keeping you in the gym, like having these couple of days off and that's what gets you going, stick with that. Yeah. Now, if you want to talk about what's optimum as far as where you're going to get the best results. Uh-huh probably spreading those rest days around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Not so many in a row. Not so many in a row. Yeah. You start to lose a little bit of the benefit of them. You like know? two days off. Fine. Right. Um, but anything more than two days off in a row, you, you're, you're starting to lose a little bit, lose a little bit. And then also you're not, 
you're not using them as wisely as you could. Because, sure. You know, you want, you know, I would say, you know, as much as you can kind of space it out evenly, where it's like a work day, a rest day, a work day, a rest day, or right. two work days, a two rest day. day. Yes. What, however you want to look two at it. Two days on, one day off type yeah. thing, or one day on, one day off. They do this, they're, like there's this guy who wrote this book, it's called Play On, and it's about um, like how there's so many athletes now in professional sports that are playing into older ages. Uh-huh. And so like he compared like in, you know, the NBA, the amount of like 35 year old players in like, I don't know, 20 years ago versus what's playing today. And the numbers dramatically improved. There's like one guy that was over 35 back, that then. Was back then. Wow. And then now there's like, you know, 40 plus players that are 35 sure. and older. And it's been the, how much they've learned about training and the big, um, the big, kind of change that happened was a Spurs head coach started resting healthy players. So he wouldn't always play people, you know, because the NBA has a really rigorous schedule. So he wouldn't always play people every single game, every single minute if they were healthy. He'd start like uh, spreading the rest around a little bit. He'd rest healthy players. And, uh, you know, they, they kept people off the injured reserve and like right. uh they had like a high winning percentage but the nba even tried to sue him because they're like you know fans are paying to see these people but you know it may, it ultimately improved the game sure. because it's like they're they're healthier all season but like the huge you know component of that was the adequate rest time so if you are doing vigorous exercise that rest time is important yeah so i don't know consider that stuff yeah but you know if you're doing it and you're being consistent you're going to be okay you'll be fine yeah, yeah. Great. Cool. Funny. Love um, it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but don't do any more research, please. Yeah. Stay uh, that off should, the that should have been the answer that you were looking for. Stay um, off the internet. If anybody else has any other questions and wants to ask us a long form question or just kind of tell us how you're doing fitness wise or nutrition wise, you want to brag a little bit, you can do so on all of our social media, but especially you can do so when you email us at askthedumbbells at gmail.com. If you have a shorter form question, uh, feel free to ask us on Twitter. That's at the dumbbells. Um, Facebook and um, Instagram are also those uh, is, is that handle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that took me so long to get out. But it's it very creatively phrased. <laughs> it was it paused. Also, also those, those things. things. And yeah. <laughs> I speak English just like every human. <laughs> Ask the dumbbells at gmail.com. Eugene bot. Uh, cool. Yeah. Are we good? We're good, man. We're uh, good. Uh, we're happy that you guys are listening. We're happy to be uh, doing more episodes. We hope you stay cool in the summer. Yeah, I hope you're staying cool out there, getting some cool, healthy treats. I hope Coolop's out there. Coolop, I hope you're out there uh, smacking around your trainer. Yeah. Yeah. We got to get her on too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the trainer. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so on behalf of me and Eugene Cordero, we're the Dumbbells. We would like to remind everybody out there listening to train dirty, eat clean, and live in between. And go on a yoga retreat and get laid. Yeah. Get laid. So do it. That was a HeadGum Podcast.